We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the DG Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Kobe Pierce, Juan Daniels. Guys, there's pandemonium in the portal. Recruiting's heating up. I saw a Go Dogs tweet yesterday from a specific coach. We got to talk about that. There's a lot to talk about, though. Uh, just that being one of them. But uh, anyways, obviously, welcome to the DG Podcast. Uh, sponsored by BetUS, right? 125% sign-up bonus when you go to dgpodcast.com. Click the BetUS logo, use that code, make your deposit, get free money. It's simple as that. Um, use it for the damn uh, Peach Bowl coming up. I think that'd be a good call there. Uh, but first, let's talk about this, guys. Oh, Kobe looks like he's about to say something already. He's ready to go. I didn't notice in the pre in the pre um, meeting thing. Juan repping the Pac-12 today. Yeah, Utah. 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 This, this should be this should be the third or fourth team in there. So. I'm I'm representing them for for today. Uh oh, I'm just letting you know there's a specific there's a specific granny that might come in. She might have the word to pick with you. J O double G J O double G about to come in hot whenever she gets here. Forgot to message her, wake her up. You know she got to have her coffee and her Metamucil too. But yeah, Metamucil. That's that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Centrum C, uh, you know the Centrum fifty and over. Jesus Christ, multivitamins galore. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the portal. Obviously, portal officially opened up uh monday december 5th did y'all hear about the did you hear about the record that was broken on the fifth over a thousand kids hit the portal in one day crazy nuts absolutely nuts um with that being said though let's see how this impacts georgia right i think we've already got a portal casualty in bill norton um but what georgia can do in the portal right how georgia can use the portal uh, Kobe, do you want to start? I feel like you had some words prior to. So, how do you think? How do you think Georgia can benefit from the portal this season? Yeah, I think you know um, it's always just so interesting because it kind of depends uh, staff to staff, year to year, game to game, whatever. Like Bill Norton's in the portal, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he is not still like actively around the team. Now, sometimes it does. Like, obviously, we just don't know. We'll know when they the first practice of bowl season comes out. 
But just because he's put his name in the portal doesn't mean that he's not working out or practicing or doing anything like that. It, it, it's because of this window is so small that, like, if he doesn't put it out there, I mean, he, he's only going to have, I think, like seven or eight days if he would have waited until after the national championship. Um, but my big my biggest one that I like is, I think his last name Cephas. He's the wide receiver out of Kent State. Played a really good game against us this year in Sanford. Um, you know, he hit the portal. He is a big-bodied wide receiver um, that we offered. And I think, in, in my mind at least, he is a prime example of why the portal was created or what the good side of the portal can look like. I don't really know his story. haven't really looked it up, but, you know, probably under-recruited, maybe, you know, went JUCO, who knows what. Ends up at Kent State, really big body, you know, good hands, speed, has a really good game against us in what is basically a pay-to-lose game where you pay Kent State to come lose by 45. He shows up, shows out. You know, all of a sudden you have this national recognition of, okay, not only am I a big body good receiver, but I did it against the best defense in the country. It's the portal. We're one of the first people to call it. I mean, that that's the good side of this ugly portal that kind of is building. There's a lot of – listen, we talked about over a 1,000 kids hit the portal just in that one day. How many commitments have we seen, though? Right? Like, I understand you want to take your time, but you're on a – you know – I think the clarification needs to be this, right? Like there is a window for you to enter the portal. There's not necessarily a time that you have to declare a commitment by, right? So I think, you know, making that clear. So maybe, you know, I always thought that like, you know, sitting there looking at it, right? I think you have to look at the amount of kids and they're fighting for a spot at a better school. So when you look at schools, you know, I'm surprised you haven't saw a rush of people committing immediately however i think you're going to see kids try to commit early get to school wherever they commit early like january early right get a head start on the next year and i think you know like like you said that cephas kid right i think look at some other targets that georgia's offered georgia's you know georgia's been very precise with its offers from kids in the portal you've seen a lot you've seen a few receivers and to me, that signifies who they're trying to go after. Like, they, they see the impact player potential there. Bless you, sir. So, when I see that, like, you see Rara Thomas from Mississippi State. That kid had a good game against us. Cephas had a good game against us, you know. So, the, the targets that you're seeing, you know, there's a trend there. And I think Georgia's going to use that effectively because if you play our defense and you do good on us, they feel pretty confident that you can go and do that about anywhere. At that point, I would assume. Juan, do you have anything to, to uh, pontificate further? Well, well, one of the things I saw was a stat that they said that 46% of these players that go into the portal um, end up either at, you know, an FCS school, a D2, D3 school, or even or even JUCO are just not playing at all. So you're taking a huge risk, you know, when you're, when you're jumping into this portal. And also a lot of people don't realize, you know, and, you know, Kobe will tell you, that these scholarship offers are only good for one year. So you know, when you when you look at Deion Sanders as saying, hey, guys, you, you better hit the portal, those are only good for one year from, from a renewal standpoint. So you're really, really taking a chance if you were jumping you know, into the portal. 
Now you can best believe that if that is if there's somebody that Georgia offers, they see something absolutely special in him. So just like you know when Kobe was talking about this guy just came up there and really just kind of big time balled on us. Why would we not want to add him to you know uh, just a kind of a I would say a wishy washy um, re- receiving room. Um, you know you've just got guys here every now and then you'll see a a, a Blaylock, you'll see a you know, uh, 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 Jack Saint, but nobody that's is consistent, say, as a, as a, a lad McConkie in, in, in the receiving room. So we, we just need to go out there and just maybe get a couple of receivers that are some some marquee big time guys. Um, and you you add that to the mix and it's going to be lights out. Well, as you being a former receiver, I think, you know, where this this will make sense to you for sure. George is looking for that extra receiver. Because without A.D. Mitchell, you just don't have that true X receiver that can go out there stack three on one, right? And then go out there and throw it up and go get it. Right? And obviously we didn't have A.D. Mitchell for the majority of the season. When he's healthy, he's our X, and he's the only X that we have. When you look through the portal, the guys that you're seeing, you know, the staff offer from the portal, I expect us to take a couple receivers. But you, I can guarantee you, you're looking for – a true X, at least. Now, you're looking for some speed because Todd Munkin, a boy, loves some speed, right? You can see it in the recruiting class. You see it, the guys that he's offered. There's there's some Blazers. A kid from Austin P. I forgot his name. It's it's slipping my head right now. But um, the kid from Austin P. Blazer. That kid is extremely fast. So we know what we're looking for, but I think you have to fit. Like the, We talk about fit, and Kirby's going to get an impact player that could come in Obviously, that's a testament of what he you – know, look at look a little further than last year. Not a single player from the portal, right? Not a single player. You would have to assume that he didn't see anybody – you know, he tried. There was a kid – was it Florida – was it FAMU, I think it was? Kid hit the portal and then returned – basically withdrew from the portal. As soon as that kid hit the portal, he had a George offer like that. So Kirby knows what he's looking for. The staff knows what they're looking for. But they're not going to go pick kids that they feel like will not make a true impact. If they if there's a chance that there's not, I don't see them going for it. Yeah. They- and a lot, a lot of it, too, is, is, is attitude and, 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 and that fight. So, you know, anybody can go and get a, a, a all-star receiver, but is he going to be willing to block? And, and if you really want to see what Georgia's receiving core is about, Look at Lad McConkie. Look at all these guys when we're running the football and I'm talking about they're staying engaged and they're staying on their blocks. And there's nothing better than to see something like that when you're a receiver coach. And again, I mean, why are you think why do you think that these running backs are breaking off these long runs? It's not just because the middle is open. They're breaking to the outside. But these receivers are driving people onto the sidelines uh, and, and, and creating these spaces. So. You know, we're looking for that combination of, you know, are you a dog? Are you going to go get it? Are you going to catch the ball in traffic? Are you going to run the routes when you're not getting the ball? Are you going to block? And are you going to be able to take the top off of the, uh, you know, top, take the top off of the defense? And so, you know, when, when Kirby finds that guy, you can best believe he's going to be all of those things. I mean, that's why I think, like, like I said, you look at receiver because I feel like receiver, edge, Rushers could be a, a potential spot there. You know, when you see Rara Thomas, you see uh, Cephas uh, Bright, uh, Thornton from Oregon, 6'5", fast. 
that's that's important too. I don't know if he's one of your top targets, but I, I'm sure he's there. To me, though, you know, it's it's a culture, right? Kirby's preached about being comfortable. He's basically saying he wants everybody comfortable with being physical. And to me, that mentality is not something you teach that. You have to buy in and you have to be a dog. Like that, and that's why I think from a recruiting standpoint, like you see these guys that like they're not they're they're comfortable with being physical. You know, these guys from the portal, can they do that? Are they able to? Now, they've played us, so I think they understand, you know, the, the you know the coach and staff kind of gets it. But it's not all just running routes like a seven-on-seven competition. If, if no, you know. I, think, I think if you look back, um, and we won't name any names, but if you look back at some of the receivers that have left the University of Georgia and you think about if they are willing to do those selfless things, are you willing to block? Are you willing to run that route hard? As much trouble as the media likes to give George Pickens, one thing we all know is that he is physical. You've seen him do it at DBs, the you know the shove down thing. You know the, he cared about other people's success here at Georgia, but he also, when he got an opportunity, had a lot of great success himself. That is what Kirby's looking for. We might only throw you the ball four times a game. We need you to catch four balls. We In that moment, if we only throw you the ball four times, we need 100% focus. We need you to be four for four for however many yards. It doesn't matter, but we don't need you to have two, two drops or, you know, you weren't running hard because you didn't think the ball was coming to you. We, we need, like, like Lad McConkie, Kirby said, that kid will run until his tongue hangs out until he, we are having to pull him off the practice field. He's running so hard. That's what that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that guy that that doesn't care about himself or his own stats. He cares about that we are winning. And he has a group of guys that that really embody that. I mean, you think about Dom and Kiaris. Like those are guys that have been here a long time. That you know, most of the time when their number is called, they come through. But their number just isn't called a lot. He's looking for a guy that can replace some of that older leadership. And you're going to lose a couple big bodies and Darnell and some other people. And you need – he's historically had a 50-50 guy. I mean, you look at J- yeah. Javon Williams, George Pickens. You know, we, we need that 50-50 guy. I think A.D. Mitchell could be that guy. He just hasn't been healthy this year. So it leaves you this question mark in your mind of, well, if A.D. Mitchell gets hurt at some point next year, you know, I hope not, knock on wood, you got to have a second one of those. You know, you, you brought up Darnell Washington, and, and I want to trans, translate or transition a little bit, excuse me, to um, some awards. Let's talk about some awards here. Um, last night I know a lot of awards were – not all of them, right, but um, if you look at it, uh, Brock Bowers wins the Mackey, which – I thought he should have won last year. Um, <clears throat> another fun fact, you know, this might have been a pat fact, but <clears throat> this is actual true fact too. First time in history in the SEC that a team has secured first and second team at a position. Uh, and what I mean by that is Brock Bowers took first team all, S- uh, all SEC. Darnell Washington took second team all SEC. Uh, first time in SEC history, by the way. So the dogs are continuing to make history. Um, 
as KTG says, Javon Wims is his hero. He slapped old CJ. <laughs> um, you know, Stetson's a Heisman finalist. Uh, hashtag Stetson for Heisman. Juan, I don't care what you got to say. Stetson, he's going to New York. I don't care if he wins it or not. I don't care if he wins it or not. The fact that he's there. I feel like I feel like where's the dumbest when you need him? I'm not saying he's gonna win it, but if he did, the meltdown on Twitter would be oh my one of God. the like top three things I've probably seen in my life. That's I mean I guarantee be, you there would be a Twitter space out there with the toxicity level and this is a fun I don't know if y'all are into Twitter spaces, but if you're ever on Twitter and, and you go to a Twitter space, go to a, the, the day that Travis Hunter flipped officially from Florida State to Jackson State when that was made official when he committed. The toxicity in that Florida State uh, Twitter space, it was insane. So if if Stetson, for some godforsaken reason, wins the Heisman, I think you'll see something like that on par with that. They, they will compare at that point. I, um, but no, so you've obviously got sets and you've got, uh, you know, Bowers winning the, um, the Mackey, uh, Joe Moore award, um, Georgia, Michigan is the final two there. And I think, I think that's Georgia's award. I mean, I just don't see, I think if you're, if you're a voter and I know you're not supposed to look at years past, but you voted Michigan, the Joe Moore award winner last year. And then you watch them get absolutely old school beat down. Behind in, the woodshed beat down. I mean, bad. That has got to come into your mind. I know it's not supposed to. But man, you don't want to give an award like the Joe Moore, a prestigious award, and then watch that group of guys just get embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, if, if – you know, if, if Michigan goes through the SEC undefeated, okay. But the Big Ten, eh. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. There's So, I think something else. So, Jalen Carter getting snuffed for the Nagurski. Uh, and a Chris Smith was in there, and I'm okay, I'm a completely okay with that. But I think, you're a, I think you're a dirty block away from having a Nagurski award winner, too. Because um, if if Jalen Carter is healthy and playing the the, the, the season, there, well Anderson, you know, would have made a case for it. But I think Jalen Carter could have took that. I I think that just with the Heisman as well. I think all the awards really. I think it's this time of year that we all get into that thing, and we got into last year with Jordan Davis with some you know Florida fans. A lot of times would talk to you about like oh, his stats don't match up. Like, he's not that good of a player because of his stats. I think when you really start looking at these awards, like, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter should have been, like, one-two for every award defensively you probably have. Yeah, Jalen Carter doesn't have the stats because he got hurt. But at some point, he's probably going to be the top defensive player taken in the NFL draft. How do you not think that he is the best defensive player in the country? I don't care he didn't play four games. When he plays, he is the best. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I, I think you're starting to see the national media even clamor over the fact that that's 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 100% healthy Jalen Carter or as close to 100% healthy Jalen Carter, uh, that's scary for anybody. I don't care what you have to say. That's anybody. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so yeah, looking at these awards and things like that, right, like I, I expect Georgia to win that back award. I really do. <clears throat> I really do. Because it's not only, to me, the starting five. It's the fact that we rotated guys in. You're deep, and you still continue to dominate it the way you do, right? It's not like you had your five guys and that's it, right? Like Georgia rotated, what, you probably played, what, nine, ten guys on the year? Seven, like, eight. Seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight significant minutes. Like seven or eight with significant snaps, right? Yeah. That's depth. And, and still to play at that level, you have to look at that. You have well, to. I think, I think it's only seven sacks on the year which is like the lowest of a 13-game stretch in SEC in like the past 25 years. Yeah. No, you sitting there like, what was it? Like, Broderick Jones probably going to be a first-round pick. Uh, Warren McClendon is working his way up into a high second or maybe first-round pick, depending on team needs. Um, you know, Cedric Van Pran, best center in my opinion in the country, but it wasn't even a finalist, whatever. But I think you see him being a you know, decent high-round pick, one of the first few centers off the board. Um, and then, you know, I just think that it's interesting to see that. I, I think Georgia wins that Jordan Moore award. I really do. I, I think so. Well, why they win it, I, I think, like I said, seven or eight significant minutes, right? Seven or eight with significant minutes, I should say. Uh, 
that's that's to me that's impressive. And like I said, you're 13 and 0. You're about to play now. What would be interesting is I know they'll they'll call they'll call the the winner before this, but you know if it was a determining factor, what what would our offensive line do to the defensive line for Ohio State? And then you'd have a comparison matchup, right? That would have been interesting, or that would be interesting, I should say. But um, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting to me though with all these awards and stuff. Like, I, I genuinely think. It's going to help recruiting in a huge way more than it's going to be. I ain't going to say it's going to help in a huge way, but I mean, it's going to help a little bit, uh, which leads us to our next uh, topic. Well, before, you, before you say that, I mean, we talk about these awards and accolades with what we lost last year. Man, oh, man. And then not taking anybody in the portal last year. You know, what, what does that say about the job that Kirby's done at Georgia? Um that is, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, and then on top of that, too, our favorite quarterback has hit the portal again, JT Daniels. So he'll be going to his fourth school. <laughs> JT Daniels, Chris. Yes, that he's going to his, 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 his fourth school. Started at USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now he's, he's, he's hit the portal again. So obviously Kirby knew something last year that we obviously – that those that were, were clamoring for JT Daniels – you know, he obviously knew something that we didn't. Now, I know, Juan, you got to see this guy play. Uh, there was an argument. Notre Dame fans are big mad right now uh, because Mike, I think it might, Michael Meyer, I think yeah. that tight end, did yeah. not win the uh, did not win the Mackey and Brock yeah, Bowers. I saw uh, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn made a comment about that. Um, you know, Notre Dame, here's, here's my – this is the barometer right here. You run your team through the SEC, have the stats and have the physicality and go through these teams. Now we now we can have some conversation. But when you're beating North Carolina, when you're beating Clemson, you're beating all these other teams uh, or playing. Heck, you didn't even do that well against Stanford or losing <laughs> to Marshall, losing to Marshall. You know what I'm saying? So eh, come on. Come on. And, and I hate to say, but like we have the same argument. He was robbed last year. I mean, statistically speaking, you know, Brock Bowers had a better year touchdown-wise last year. You know, I thought he had the Mackey in the bag. I mean, they give it to a senior guy last year. Not saying it's a makeup award this year, but it's just like, okay, this guy's had put together two of the best years a tight end we've ever seen in college football. How is he not – how do you not think he's the best tight end? Yeah, and this year is like, different because last year, you know what? He was a surprise. This year, they knew what he had, and he still was able to perform at a high level. As we welcome in KTG, oh, they do man. have the same shirt. They do have close, the same shirt. Close, 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 close. <laughs> they do not have the same shirt. My uh, goodness. I, it. My goodness. I just I saw it. the red Nike check in the in – the, oh, I, I do like, have that one somewhere. It just didn't make the cut today. I mean, there's still time. Hold on, there's still hold time. On. You know, Kobe talks about cut. I think he cuts all his shirts <laughs> in the I'm back so they fit right. Yeah, I, I was talking like Hulk Hogan, just yeah, just rip it. You know what I mean? Shred, shreds them. And then next thing you know, you start playing. I'm a real American. That's all I can think right now. <laughs> you did speak though about like just real quick, and then we'll get off awards. Just talking about like individual rewards don't always impact recruiting 
yes and no. I kind of think it just depends. I think it's a cool statement to say, like, hey, we've had the best tight end in the country. So uh, pretty much, though, David Pollock in 2004. Then you had Drew Butler win the Ray Guy in 2009. Brandon Boykin won the award in 2011. And then you didn't have anybody, like, pretty much a position player besides Brandon Boykin, like, didn't win one since 2004. Since Kirby's been here, you've gone your first Butkus with Roquan, your first Jim Thorpe with D-Bake, your first Lou Groza with Rodrigo. Then you had Jordan Davis win um, the Outland and Eric. He won both of them. You had your second Butkus winner ever in N'Kobe. You had your first Macchia winner in Brock Bowers. You've had your first um, – Oh, Lord, what's it called? I just had it on my head. The former walk-on award. Um, the Burlsworth? Yes. So you've had that winner as well, and now you're well on your way to having your first Joe Moore winner in school history. That's a you lot know, of You heard that? You heard that? Stetson got an award. I think he deserves two. <laughs> I don't know. Juan, Juan, I feel like Juan's like – Silky Johnson right now. Like, but, but, oh. to, but, but to your point, like you said, from a recruiting standpoint, why would you not want to go? And then also, too, I don't know if you guys have, you know, know that you guys just flipped a uh, – possibly flipped a Stanford tight end, a guy that was Walker committed Lyons, to Stanford. Yeah. And then I Walker saw, you know, it was funny because Ashton called me and said, Dad, look at this. You know, and you see, you know, Todd Hartley in his, in his living room. And so, I mean, think about it, man. Like, why, why would you not want to go to uh, Georgia right now? Is as well as these tight ends are playing, you've got some that are that are coming up in the ranks. But look, I mean, Oscar Delp got a lot of playing time this year as a freshman, and, yeah, and that's with these guys that's... in there. And it's, uh, I tell you what, they're they're doing some really really special things. Another another guy, I just want you guys to keep up, you know, on the lookout for. I think he's a twenty twenty six guy. His name is Jude Cascone. I, I think I told you know. I, I you spoke you, you brought that name up before. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, he he took a, a trip to Georgia. Um, I think the, the Georgia Georgia Tech game. Um, you know, and, I, and he uh, tweeted it, and I just told him. I said, "Hey, man, that that red looks good on you." And I, hey. I, I think he's going to be one that's uh, well, when I say special. I mean, he's going to be you know, and, and actually in that Georgia Elite Classic that uh, Rusty Manziel did when he called that game, he actually called Jude Cascone. Uh, the the equivalent of Brock Bowers, you know, for for his Damn. age. So well, that's so basically what you're saying. This is the next Juan Daniels, just as a tight end. Yeah, just as a tight end in, in tight end form. Yeah, I got you. Just a little bit bigger, a little bit bulkier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, so I think we have room for that tight end too. I mean, you know, whispers that Lawson Lucky may not make it to signing day. I think still are a little in the swirls. Um, but you know, you're probably losing Darnell to the draft high draft pick, I would not be surprised to see Brett Seether look for, for life somewhere else, possibly. No, I don't think anybody would blame him. He was a pretty good tight end coming out of high school. He's just buried in a really good depth chart. I'm not sure if Ryland has another year or two um, of eligibility. I think he does. He's getting married, I know, this summer. Uh, his um, fiance plays volleyball here, so not really sure what he's looking looking at that, you know, there's a chance I could say that he may stay. He's happy, you know, with the scholarship and just being a part of Georgia. But you're talking about you could lose two to three guys out of that room and just leave yourself with Bowers and Dell kind of moving forward. Like you could take two to three guys this class. And, yeah, and I think I think you, there's a good chance that you take three tight ends this cycle, 
right? I think you could see because right now, if we're looking at tight end from a recruiting standpoint, you have Pierce Furlan, which in my opinion is about as a lock as you're going to find. Uh, you know, Lawson Lucky. I think Lawson Lucky is going to be. Ability, you know, like I said, two other options. I think the two t- main ones, uh, you know, Juan alluded to them earlier, Walker Lyons and then Deuce Robinson. Um, and both of these guys, like, just think about Deuce Robinson as 6'6 and a, a yak monster, if you will. To me, like, Todd Hart, if Todd Hartley secures three of those tight ends, three of those names, just back the damn Brinks truck up to that man. Lord. And then, and then you look at what he's done in 24. He's already got Landon Thomas down, uh, already committed, and that's a five-star tight end. I, the tight end room is is just beyond nuts. Like, and you're talking about guys that are going to cycle through and go to the draft. I mean, you got Darnell, you got Bowers next year. After his year, he's going to the draft. There's no no way he's not going to. And everybody else that's coming through, Todd Hartley is doing a fantastic job. And again, it's not about just you know offensive production with catching the football, those guys will knock you through the absolute roof. And uh, it, it's it, it's a, like, why would you not want to be a part of, of, of something? Why would you not want to be a part of Georgia as well? Like, you know, you some people, they say, hey, I want to go and try to establish myself and help this team win. I, I, you know, that's not going to help you. Georgia's about to roll over people for, for quite some time. We're putting people in the draft. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's well, it's, a like Juan, it's like Juan said, you've already had, I think three or four years in a row, you've had a tight end drafted. You're easily going to go Darnell this year. You're easily going to go Brock Bowers next year. If everything stays on pace next year, it's going to be Brock Bowers and Oscar Delp as the one-two punch. God, so that's, nuts. Into, that's nuts. So then you walk into a junior year for Oscar Delp where it could be Oscar Delp, you know, Pierce Sperling, possibly Deuce Robinson as well. I mean, you just are just chopping away at just producing – you know, first to second round picks at tight end year in and year out. That's just hard to stop. You know, I'm sitting here looking at this though too. Like you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a um, a talking point as well. We talked about the tight end room. What about the linebacker room? Because we just got to commit yesterday. Juan out of Buford, by the way, which that's a that is a school that Georgia has had an extremely hard time pulling kids out of. And you get a commit out of Buford. And I think that is that is a very crucial commitment because not only is he a kid out of Buford, he's a five-star out of Buford and in the 2025 cycle. So before you jump to the conclusion, oh, he's just a sophomore going into his junior. No, nah, hell no. Nah. That's important. That's yeah. important. Well, and also, reasons. too, you got Justin Baker, who is at Buford, who has, you know, has gotten an offer from Georgia. So, you know, you you're you're starting to now get those players from Buford. And when I tell you, if you're getting a Buford product, you're getting somebody that's absolutely going to claim your clock. I mean, they 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 really are. Um, I would have loved to have, you know, I know, uh, you know, uh, KTG's on here. I would have loved to have seen a Buford and a and a South Georgia team match up like Colquitt County. Um, Valdosta, you know, well, Valdosta or, same class or, or no? Or, yeah, yeah, Valdosta. You know, and that's some tough football down there. They really, it it really really is. That Carrollton, you know, coming up there winning was it was a shot. But if if you get if you're getting players from Buford's, from the Valdostas, from the Colquitts, and anybody South Georgia, you're going to get some guys that are just are just absolute punishers. So the fact that Kirby is now starting to keep these key players in state, watch out. 
Well, especially the 25 cycle because the 25 cycle is stupid in the state of Georgia. It is stupid how deep that that class is going to be. Back to back, 24 cycle too. Yeah, 24 yeah. cycles a month. Like, yeah. like five of the top 15 players in the country are all from Georgia. I mean, that's insane. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. You know, we're talking about a class of 25, so I'm going to stick around it, man. I, I made a, a – so on Patreon, I typed up something about uh, Bryce Davis up here in Grimsley. First year in varsity, right? Some of the some of the stats when I finally sat down to do some stat crunching were just mind boggling to me because, you know, obviously in the state of Georgia is a lot different, right? Four A is the highest here, um, but when you look at twelve sacks as a sophomore, right? First year on varsity, and in comparison, the next highest was three. 27, 27, uh, 27 I want to say hurries, quarterback hurries. Um, yeah, 80 some tackles, uh, 24 uh, tackle for loss, like all that stuff right there. Like as a sophomore, with him going to get better, you know. 2025 is already setting up to be a ridiculous class. And and J- is it Jaden Perlotti or Jaden Perlo or Perlotti? It's Perlotti. I, th- I thought it's so. I thought man, so. Like a one man potty. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. I just wanted to confirm. Um, but yeah, no, you had him in the class already. There, there's a chance with him, you know, being in this class this early, you know, you can that's a that's a keystone recruit to help build this class. If that makes sense. Um <clears throat> so it seems like oh man, the grand's in here. Granny's in here. She caught she caught Mr. Daniels. What is he wearing? <sighs> Apparently it's a badass shirt. <clears throat> oh man. Stick <laughs> around later for one's Pac-12 after dark. So we're not condoning. This is. Oh man! Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! So talking with Rudes, he's not able to be here. But here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Never gets old. Yeah, I figured, I figured Pat and Rude's in here to to have it. I get, get one. Had, laugh to, do, had one. to do something like that. Yeah, so you, you got to make one laugh again already. One one laugh today. Yeah, you did. Man, doing the Lord's work, Kobe. Hey, Caleb, are you going to the uh, the semi? Thinking about it. Thinking about it. I haven't decided yet. I have I have tickets if I need them, but I don't know yet. Yeah. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the Ohio State game? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You going? No, no. Um, I'll, I'll be I'll be around the house. Um, you know, Ashton will still be home. So, you know, and, and he's even though he's still a Georgia fan, I don't think he wants to go to the, <laughs> the, the yeah. Georgia. Understood. Understood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of Ashton, I got something. I got something big planned here and soon in the future on my show. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But okay, it's pretty okay. interesting. Okay. Cool. Cool. He ain't that's what it means. What he's saying right now. I mean, I can. I, I we're can just peasants. Yeah. Well, we're exclusive. just peasants. We're just peasants here. That's all. Yeah, I can make it a DGD exclusive. It ain't even been. Uh, it's up, I mean, it's up to you. you. It's up so, to you. So, all right. Rob knows Quan. Pat knows Quan. Me and Quan are doing a dual head-to-head NCAA fourteen uh, dynasty mode. We'll be going head-to-head. I chose Stanford. And Ashton's going to be my starting quarterback. So I, I did that. You know, I was like, you know, I need to do this for one. I need to do this for one. I figured yes, the sir. Yes, sir. That, yeah, so Ashton's uh, going to be the starter, and I'm going to go to Stanford. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so apparently that is uh, GOAT approved. Yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, you already know. Yeah, he. Um, it was funny. He was. A, he had a podcast. Um, he was on a podcast uh, the day before yesterday. Just kind of just, you know, just just talking, you know, a couple things. And so he's, you know, waiting to see who's going to be the coach. Um, you know, who's but the, I was about to ask coach. that. Like, I know with Shaw resigning, right? And like, there was there at one point the last thing I heard there was talks about uh, Jason Garrett being a finalist. Before, yep. But then he and then he tweeted last night. No, um, you got the guy Makes from Sacramento sense. State. Um, so you got it. And then they're they're looking at the Baltimore. Um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens uh, offensive coordinator. So I'm just curious. I, I think Stanford's got some talent there. They, if you get the right recruiter, uh, you know, I, I think it could be interesting there. But I, I mean, I don't know much about the Pac 12. Juan, it's, it's, it's a double edged sword. And this is just kind of tells you the difference between the, the two programs, right? So, unfortunately for Stanford, they're not able to go into the portal. Uh, and get those guys. They have to be graduates. So what you have to do is crazy. You have to get into graduate school just being a regular student, and then you walk onto the team, and then you're then you're offered a scholarship um, if if you if if you can make it. So and then they only allow the university only allows you to go get maybe two to three tops. So you take a look at a a USC, and they went and got thirty three guys last year. And now they had an opportunity for the you know college football playoff. You look at Colorado. Colorado had 200 people already reaching out to Dion, trying to get into, you know, trying trying to get there. So these teams are going to have quicker turnarounds. Now the other side though is look what Georgia did. Again, we talk about it last year. They did not take one single um, uh, a transfer. They lost all of those people. So you can tell what type of a coach, you know, what type of coaching, what type of atmosphere, everything that's involved in Georgia is top notch. And so in order for Stanford to even compete, they're going to have to get the likes of a, of a Kirby Smart that's going to have to, you know, eventually build a, a, a dynasty to where they're going to be successful in the Pac-10, not to necessarily win, or Pac-12, not necessarily win it, but to, to be successful. So are you basically saying that, you know, the portal is kind of like a slow bleed for for Stanford. If you lose 12, 15 guys, which I obviously probably not. And we've already lost we've already lost plenty. But you're just going to be short on roster next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you'll just be yeah. down those guys. We'll be down. Yeah, so so when I was talking to Ashton the last time, I want to say with the guys that's left, they're almost down to like 70 70 guys right now. So I mean, just talking about disadvantage, like even Vanderbilt, I remember reading at one point, you know, like Vanderbilt only carries like 90, you know, right under 100 guys on roster a year. Yeah. You got to realize we have 135 bodies. And it's not just, and it's not just bodies, man. We're talking about some, some, some monsters. And then you put them through that, you put them through that workout program and you give them that you're a lead or not mindset. But but I'm just saying, like, even to run, like, scout team, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, even the walk-on guys, like, we have yeah. the maximum amount of bodies that we have, like, a first and second team scout team on offense and defense. Gosh. By the end of the year, it's a little it's a little shaky. You know, you're rotating some guys. Right, right, right. Early in the year, I mean, you're, you're getting the best look from, you know, like, Jamal, like, next year when he signs and everything. Jamal will be your scout team defensive lineman probably yeah, for probably four habit. to five weeks. Yeah. Easily, you know. That's just, I mean, it's just crazy to see the, the, the gap, man. Like, 
what it like, I feel like Stanford cares about football, but not nearly as much as academics. Oh, it's yeah, it, it's it's an academic place, and you just happen to have some guys that get you know you got some helmets and and all that other kind of stuff, you know. And let's obviously, go Duke. When, let's go Duke. Let's right, go right. Duke. Right. But, you know, when, obviously when Jim Harbaugh, you know, he had some great guys, you know, you know, come through the program and, you know, you always had your, you know, your Andrew Lux and your Christian McCaffrey's, you know, those are those, those, those once in a lifetime, but, you know, just to get in is, is difficult, man. It's not as easy as you, you know, for, for most of these, these scholarship, you know, or, you know, you're trying to get a scholarship and you have to have had all AP courses and, you know, the minimum is 1100 on your SAT. Whereas to get into regular college is 700 and, and you're in, if you don't have an 1100, they're not even looking at you. Well, I mean, you just look at like the day of the portal. I mean, I'm not saying Andrew Luck or Christian McCaffrey are going anywhere, but in today's day and age, if you had an Andrew Luck or a Christian McCaffrey pop up at Stanford, everybody's going to be like, Man, we'd really like to get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Money is it going to take to get him out of there? Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Uh, so I don't think, I don't know if KTG knows the backstory on Ashton one. The reason why I was saying let's go Duke, I, one, it pisses KTG off because he's a Carolina fan. But two, Ashton, if I'm not mistaken, one was down to Stanford and Duke, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, so he, was, he went. He was down to Stanford, Duke, and then South Carolina. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, with, with Beamer being a fir- first-year guy, you know, he wasn't crazy about that. Duke, he found out, you know, the one of the things that kind of deterred him from there was, you know, all four years or five years that you're there, you have to be in a dorm. So you don't get an opportunity to move off campus to be in an apartment or something like that. You are- welcome to welcome to private institutions. Bro. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, you're you're in a, you're in a dorm the whole time. Plus, I mean, he made the right decision at the time for him because Cutcliffe left literally like right after that class, you know, he, he resigns. So that, that was, you know, just, just one of the things that was, you know, kind of messing with him. Yeah. So that's the reason why I brought up that KTG. I know it pissed you off. I get it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get mad when we whoop coach K at home and in the final four. I'm over Duke. I'm over that. That rivalry's dead. I'm hey, over it. Where, where are y'all ranked by the way right now? Hey, hey, hey KTG is dead like the Alabama Georgia rivalry. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Hey, where, uh, last question: Where is where is North Carolina ranked right now? Uh, moving on, moving on. Who's got more titles though? We'll we'll keep it at that. We'll just be quiet. <laughs> hey, you know North Carolina wasn't ranked at this time last year either, and we went all the way to the finals and good, beat Duke twice. Bad. Y'all. Caleb, Lo- Daddy Caleb Love's still there. You'll be all right. Anyways, yeah. Mondo Baycott's still big ass. Hey, Baycott is a beast, man. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but Caleb Love owns Duke. That's a fact. Does he? Does he really though? Just, just go Google it. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. Anyways, bro. anyways, let's move on. Um, so Juan, I want to get your thoughts on Jaden Perlotti. Um, you're a Buford guy. Yep. So I, I, I had an opportunity to coach Jaden Perlotti for FBU, and I don't know if, if you're familiar with FBU, but it's just basically where you have, uh, you know, the best of the middle school um, teams, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And uh, so I had him for seventh and eighth grade. Uh, we ended up winning the national championship. I think we beat Seattle one year and then a Texas team the next year. Motor out of this world. He is a certified stone cold killer. And if you look at Buford film, um, as big as he was, he was out there guarding slots and running with slots. You know, and, and, and so he's playing against Caleb Downs. 
you know, from from Mill Creek and guarding Caleb Downs. It's it's insane the amount of speed, the toughness, the physicality that he's going to bring to Georgia. Um, and again, he's just he's just a sophomore, um, and and he brings it every play. He does not take a playoff. From a measurable standpoint, well, he's like what I think twenty four seven has him like what six three two. Yeah, he's six three, and he's every bit of he's every bit of six three. Now I'm assuming he'll probably grow too, though, right? Oh yeah. Like so, like so if, if he's a linebacker right now, you can see him go what six four six five, maybe grow into a two thirty frame. Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a monster. Oh, Kobe's got his thumb up like it's gonna be higher than two thirty. Yeah, probably I mean, so. In high school, I don't know. I feel like Buford has a pretty um, above average to, like, upper class weight room, and I'm sure, like, nutrition plan for those guys. I mean, if he's in a 6'5 frame, I could see him at 245 easily. You know, running, easily. No. And 245 running like a deer. Yeah, lean. A lean 245. Yeah. But Robert, if you, let me know if you're ever in town. I'll take you by there. You'll be like, wow. You talk about Buford High School. Buford's, yeah, Buford's the, the high school <laughs> facilities, all of that. You're just going to be like, there's it, it, it's it, it's to the point where you know, and, and nothing against you're Stanford. at a college, I love, basically. I love, like, I love Stanford, right? But when Ashton went out there to the weight room, he was like, oh, you know, he's so used to, you know, just the, the the top of the top, and then and then that was oh, that was the other thing too that deterred him from Duke. When he saw Duke's weight room, <laughs> it looked like an old <laughs> PE gym, you know, like. Weights rusted and stuff like that. It was it was terrible. So I think I, I think so. Basically, right? Like obviously, we know he's a five star currently. Which I think rankings. I'm not I'm not a proponent to the actual rankings or whatever. But that's important to note, right? Because what you're saying, like you know, what Georgia can expect, and, and that's just another uh, you know notch to Coach Schumann and, and staff really too. But it seems to me like he actually wants to be at Georgia. Like I don't think. You know, I think Coach Schumann is a definite plus there, but I, I feel like he's committed to the school and not like you know playing time or a coach or anything. I feel like he wants to be at Georgia. Well, well, especially you know, think about it. This guy's a sophomore. He's got two more years. His heart is at Georgia. I mean, you have these other guys that are kind of playing the field and kind of messing around. You know, because Kirby's still you know, uh, meeting with Justice Haynes and still meeting with the with the Caleb Downs of the world. And they're just kind of, you know, I guess if you could call it enjoying the process. But when you got a guy that's locked in and focused, like from the jump and the same thing with with uh, Jude Cascone that we talked about, he's a Georgia guy. As soon as they get these offers and they are, you know, he and he's he's just locked in. And, and that's what you want. Like if you're a Georgia, we want Georgia guys. We want guys that that's your first choice. That's your only choice. And it's it's either Georgia or bust. Yeah, and I don't mind I don't mind enjoying your process either. Like I look at um, Kristen Miller. You know, he had signed his letter of intent in December and took four official visits to other schools before February. It, I don't mind you going out and enjoying yourself, but I'm with you. Like I want you to know that that's all you're doing. You're getting a free flight some cool pictures, a free meal, a good, you know, wine and dine. But at the end of the day, that it's just because the NCAA gave you five of those. Yeah. You don't want to send all five of them to the same place. You want to go out to Oregon. Like he went, he went out to Oregon with Dan Lanning. He went to Ohio State. He got, you know, did some things that are fun and memorable things. Because it's day, an experience. It really is. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's an experience even, you know, 
way back in the early early 1900s when I took my visits. You know, I had to go by train. You sure, know, Juan it, took the Oregon so, Trail. What do you mean, Juan made the Oregon, Oregon Trail? trail yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was still fun to go see these stadiums, to go see the locker rooms, just and also just to go see the culture. But what what it what it's going to bring them back to, like a Christian Miller, is to say, listen, those places were cool, but this is my home. And yes. that's what we want at Georgia's. We want people that are saying this is my and look at, you know, and, and look at it, too. You look at the coaches. Bobo is home. Uh, Muschamp is home. Kirby is home. All of these guys that are coming back, this is home for them. You're not wrong. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I was excited to see that, um, uh, you know, that that Prolati committed. I, I don't know, listening to his art, uh, interview with, uh, Steve Wilfong, he was just like, why wait if I knew where I was going? That's the kind of shit that I want to hear. And I yep. think any Georgia fan would love to hear that out of every commit if possible, right? Like that, that's that's important to hear. I think those words are important, especially if he means it. But I was watching some highlights, a couple of his highlights, man, and it's just the, the pop and the thud as a sophomore is just insane. And he's not he's he is comfortable with he is comfortable with physicality already. And so, you know, I'm looking at it in a sense of like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a difference, right, between Buford and at the high school level, I guess you could say, and, and college, especially if, if you're going to Georgia like that, right? Georgia prides themselves on being extremely hyper-physical. But I think he'll fit right in. I, I really do. Um, and, I, and I'll it, tell you this. So, you know, and listening to Ashton talk on, on the podcast, they, they just really talked about, you know, Ashton, talk about the speed of the game from, you know, from high school to here and, and, and what's different. What are the things that are, you know, that are different? And he said, to be honest with you, there wasn't a whole lot of change because of how Buford prepared him. So when I tell you that you're getting a product from 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 Buford, he's going to come in there and be ready. Don't be surprised if you see him, you know, getting getting some early, early snaps because, like you said, of the physicality. I mean, look at the same thing from Malachi Starks. You know, to think that Malachi is going to go and start for the defending national champions, you were just kind of like, oh, man, I don't, I don't think that that's going to be possible. And look at him. So these these schools are preparing them for, you know, for, for this physicality, for, you know, for, for this next level. And, and I think that, you know, these, these guys, especially these Georgia teams, um, are, are preparing them to be great. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. That's what I, that's what I got right there. But, not, not, you know, I appreciate him. I think he would be a good outside linebacker in this class. It, it, I feel like he's, he's going to be too long to play middle, and he's too athletic to play middle. So, I, I, you know, I, I think you see him as an outside linebacker. What, what do you think? Do you think he goes outside linebacker, or do you think he goes to edge, perhaps? I think it all depends if he grows. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Well, fair. History left out one important fact, folks. It was not just Lewis and Clark. It was Juan Lewis and Clark. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, so, fact check. Yeah, I mean, see, me kill see, what they, see what they do to me, man? I they know, make, man. Apparently, they make him not great today. Apparently, not be All great. Right, what happened. I got to roll. Absolutely, sir. Thank see you for coming back. Coming on. Have a great day, sir. Um, so, I need to ask you a question. Since you, um, since you created the Oregon Trail and you were with Lewis and Clark, uh, what territory was your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) 
well, they weren't state. Was, they weren't state. Doing the manifest destiny, you know, to go from one end to the other, man. I, I probably would say, you know, probably like the uh, the Rocky Mountains. You know, uh, it was probably probably one of my favorites. Juan Dan Juan Daniels was was the founder of the eight the the miners and 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all don't know the backstory to that, the gold rush, Juan found it first and said, yeah. "Hey, it, it, like Juan's so go he screamed across the country and told people to come." That's, and they followed go. and they let's followed go. in droves with my tin with my tin can a string and another tin can so <laughs> caleb so i'm just gonna let you know this so this is something that's important to note uh juan daniels was the uh the founder of the rebel by the way that is me right there yeah that so. is that is juan daniels um just what, one of my there. one of my still portraits we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to come up with i gotta be in, i gotta be creative i got something i got something up my sleeve i think Juan's gonna get caught, caught slipping here. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. Oh, you talk about like hell was it? Uh, Pat told me one time, I gave you a layup to get you to laugh. Now nah, I'll give him a slam dunk next time. Watch, watch. Hey Caleb, when is it, when is that game? When are you gonna start your dynasty? Probably next week. Hopefully, uh, my okay. PS. I, I was supposed to start it Wednesday, but my PS3 for some reason wouldn't work right. So uh, hopefully next Wednesday. Okay. I'm gonna have to check it out. So plug yeah, the plug sure. plug show, man. Plug the show. Uh, KTG13 TV, Facebook.com backslash KTG13 TV. Yeah, we're gonna have Ashton Ashton at the quarterback, man. We're we <laughs> gonna bring Stanford a title. The tree yes, is coming. Yes, sir. Until he plays Georgia, then I'm sorry, but it happens. It's funny. Um, I, I listen. I, I played that 2008. I played the 2008 um, NCAA. And I ran with uh, Stanford, but they didn't even give me a chance. That was with the, uh, the old BCS, so they didn't even give me a chance, man. I'll tell you what. I, I, if, if, since we're talking games, dude, Tech Mobile, right? You know, the cheat code for that was Juan Daniels. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> you can't even give him Game Breaker. You can't even give him NCAA Game Breaker. We're going straight to Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile or 10 yard fight. Y'all remember that, do you? Y'all are going multi young for that. Listen, we ain't we ain't we ain't hundred some years old, man. Yeah, y'all are way too yeah, look it up. It's like one some of the worst football, it's the worst football game ever. I mean, like Joel just said, you discovered gold. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like we're we're just peasants in you in your world. So it's like um I'm going Batman here. It's like uh Razal Ghoul. Just immortality yeah yes sir yes sir it's that simple uh listen so we had a lot to talk about we got a little bit off topic but eh, it's organic show right it's what we do um jaden perlotti 2025 linebacker buford high school like i said that's an important get that's an important get um multiple reasons um excuse me lots of awards uh listen I know the show for the podcast listeners not on your typical routine. Uh, threw a curveball at you, so sorry for that. We should be able to get back onto our routine uh, next week. So just letting y'all know there. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Get ready to talk to my Ohio State folks. December 30th is coming, right? Um, all I want for Christmas is – huh? So I can't wait. Oh, I thought you said wait, like you had something to say. Oh no! Nah, I all, all I want for Christmas is to whip Ohio State's ass because it's oh, going to yeah. happen anyway. So, yeah. just leaving that there. Uh, with that being said, go follow KTG on Facebook. Get ready for revamp. Been waiting for that. I need to 
I need you to start doing that like sooner, like yesterday, maybe. I was um, trying to. I was obviously trying, trying to. Just trying shit, trying shit. That's what it was. Okay. I'm going to do college okay. basketball as well. So oh, that's right. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Juan's looking intrigued here. I feel like Juan's got something to say. Like, oh, he's man. just Okay. No, I thought Juan had something to say. He was just looking at it like, if, if you're listening, obviously you can't see this, but I thought Juan was about to say something. So I was like, what's up? Any final words for the day, guys, before we go? Go dogs. That's go all dogs. Go Damn, dogs. keeping it short, sweet, and to the point. Um, yes, sir. I'm surprised Juan didn't say go Utah. <laughs> Joel will agree to that. Granny, will, Granny, will, Granny agrees on that one, I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, folks, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Um, stick around. we got a lot of stuff coming up. Get ready for this uh, uh, Peach Bowl. Um, listen, two more games. It's crazy to say that, ain't it, guys? Two more games in the season. Yeah. Makes me miss it. <laughs> Makes me miss it. I want Juan Daniels to uh, be our X receiver. Can you can you make it happen? I'll try. No, nah, I mean on revamp. Can you make? It oh, happen? you want me to put you want me to put Ashton throwing to Juan? Yeah. All right, I got happen. that. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Like I'm talking like cheat code type thing because Juan. Yeah, I'll make them all ninety nines. I got. Yeah, you. have to even yeah, tackling. I, I don't care. Even, like, we go even that, tackling. Yeah. We yeah we go that far. Like we we tackle well too on this team. If you're I'm Juan Daniels, put them all ninety nines. I'm not playing both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. See? See? You know, listen, he Juan's going to go back and just uh, reset history by demolishing a Georgia Tech team led by Bobby Dodd. Simple yeah. as that. <laughs> history would never be the same. <laughs> Guys, let's wrap this thing up, man. Um, we will catch y'all Monday. Um, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. If you listen to our podcast, leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think. And on that note, have a great weekend. And go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.